This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. I sat down at my desk and I put my headphones on. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? They're all weird. It was like, oh yeah, Sparkles had my headphones on. Sparkles was sitting in my seat on Friday night. That was weird. It was weird being over there. Well, Dip, I'm, if, if Shitting House is going to have your ass mad, you might not want to stick around. We're going to hear from uh, one of Rittenhouse's victims' father. We're also going to hear from the kid that stared down a native in D.C. that one time. He was on with Tucker Carlson blabbing some bullshit. I got a couple different Rittenhouse-related things we're going to talk about. The verdict was read on Friday. On Friday, I do the comedy show. I don't talk about the politics. I have not had the chance to talk about the Rittenhouse verdict. We'll, we'll do that in due time. Plenty of video. What else we got here? I don't, need, I don't even know what else I got. Oh, we're going to talk about the protesters in India. They've gotten Modi to reverse... The law that he was going to put into effect that was going to affect who they could sell their crop to. That's about mid-show, I would say, is when we'll get to the written house. But then, like, I've got some... I've got we got, like, right-wingers bitching about, like, communist China. Odi is repealing the law. I was... I was Having a hard time putting that into a sentence. You said it much better than I did, Wolf. But I got there. I'm a pro. I got there. Thank you very much. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the controversy surrounding the Venus and Serena Williams movie. Right wingers think they got a gotcha here. Ooh, ooh. we're gonna we're gonna hear from Jocko Wilnick. I always love hearing from Jocko Wilnick. He is going to equate discipline, discipline to freedom. An odd thing to equate to freedom. We got some cop stories. We got some uplifting cop stories. So you know what that means. They're facing justice. So I got that as a palate cleanser for any of the Rittenhouse shit that we do later. Don't wash turkeys this week. Oh fuck, that's right. I ch- I changed the I changed the background everywhere except here on this screen. When we flip over to the next screen, boom! I've got the Thanksgiving graphics up. Gobble gobble, motherfuckers. Do not wash your turkeys this week. How unprofessional of me. I didn't have my, didn't have the picture changed everywhere. I'm not high enough for this shit. There are protests erupting in Europe over a fresh batch of lockdowns. 
Oh, you can stuff turkeys all you want. Now, I will not be having turkey. I will be having beef wellington. Thursday. Sparkles messaged me last night in a tizzy. Apparently, uh, we're like Ireland over here. We got a potato famine going on. I'm like, oh, well, sweet. I, I got 10, 12, 13 potatoes in there. I'll... I'll just not eat any potatoes, and we'll have plenty of potatoes for Thursday. We're good. Everything's good. I've done all my shopping. I'm good for Thursday. All I have to do is tomorrow order my tenderloin and my mushrooms, all the fresh parsley. Fresh ingredients is all I have to order. My Thanksgiving dinner is ready to go. I I thought about putting the camera up in the corner and just broadcasting the whole thing. We, uh, Sparkle's kid, Raymond, would be here. We could have Raymond sitting here, like, behind the computer talking to you guys. Like, you'd have the, you'd see the whole thing over here. I'd, I'd put the, I'd put the other microphone over there in the corner. But, 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 my lady friend that will be joining us, like, everybody that's going to be here except her would be super cool with that idea. She, however, would be mortified. Mortified. <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll make that a tradition going forward. Perhaps perhaps we'll do Christmas uh, with freaking And I won't I won't have somebody here that is would be mortified to have uh, people from all over the world. Yes, a normie lady for <laughs> And she's, she's also, well, quite a bit older than me. I, I, I think we've been on again, off again. I think she likes me because like people her age just don't like, you know, they can't keep up with her. Also, we just aren't. It's an interesting dynamic, but apparently Sparkles be here with her kid, her significant other, maybe significant other. I don't know. I don't know what the status is in their courtship. <laughs> oh, God, the fucking... I had Dan Crenshaw up over here because, you know, I wanted to do the eye pussy thing. But the police department has recovered a vehicle allegedly associated with the incident. Investigators are looking into a possible person of interest. But it tells me, oh, in Wisconsin, where more than 20 people were injured after a car drove into a Christmas parade. Is this a video about that? Jury took the time. Put in an incredible. Oh, this is about the fucking written out shit. And we want to know about the Christmas parade. More than 20 people were injured when a car sped into a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. On Sunday at 4 39 p.m. local time, a red SUV drove into the town's Christmas parade. Waukesha Police Chief Dan Thompson. Said at a press conference on Sunday evening, the police department has recovered a vehicle allegedly associated with the incident. Investigators are looking into a possible person of interest. They don't, they have the vehicle and not the person? Uh, 
Authorities believe there are no other threats to the community and the scene is now safe. Safe? So you're not even you're not even safe at your local Christmas parades anymore. Some nut job will just drive right into it. Also happening on Friday when I didn't talk about politics. The House passed the Biden Social Safety Net and Climate Bill, the Build Back Better Act. The House passed President Joe Biden's $1.7 trillion social spending and climate bill, and the Senate aims to approve it before Christmas. The Senate will likely make changes. I'll tell you where Safe Warlord is right here in my fucking apartment. Now, I say that, but, like, I'm constantly pissing right-wing assholes off on the Internet, people with guns telling me they're going to search me out. And I sit like, I sit here like it is glass all the way on this side of my apartment. One night, there's just going to be like a red dot come through the glass on me. Some asshole has driven a thousand miles to put one between my eyes because of something I called him on the internet. (laughs) That's how I'm going to go out. In a blaze of glory, motherfuckers. He bringing it back to the Ridden House. We're, we're trying to talk about other shit. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to talk about the legislation. But the Biden administration, the progressives, have finally been able to get passed. Well, I hope it happens on stream if it happens like that. She'd do it. Scrappy, she would fucking do it. You wouldn't even have to cash app her. you just have to fucking suggest it to her. If she is watching right now, she's like, holy fuck, that's a great idea. Oh my god, what in the fuck? Something happened one night and there was blood all over the front. I I don't remember how she got blood all over the front of my door. But she like made me concoct this whole story about how she punched me in the fucking nose and to, to send it to my friends to like make people believe that like I opened the door and she punched me in the fucking nose. She's weird like that. (laughs) But also, that's what's fun about her, right? (laughs) Please don't give her that. That would scare the shit out of me. Because that is like that. That is like the most like, I mean, the most likely way I'm going to die is like a heart attack. Uh, Go like I'm eating butter in the kitchen or some shit. I'm going to have a heart attack or I choke on something. But then, like, the third most likely way I'm going to die is some right-wing nut job is going to drive a thousand miles just to just to fucking take me out. So I, I have that in the back of my mind. And, like, sometimes, like, somebody will walk in my backyard in the middle of the night. You know, I live in an apartment complex. The, like, but I'm in the main back corner, so nobody, nobody's, like, fucking with me, right? 
But sometimes, every now and again, at four in the morning, somebody will fucking uh, just walk past my window and like, fucking freak me out. And I'll fucking duck down. I'll tell Google to turn off the lights and shit. I'm crawling around, like, making sure that, like, I'm in, in darkness so that if somebody's coming for me, I've got a a upper hand on them. Dead serious. I've done it more than once. Was playing video games with my friend the other night. And somebody walked through the backyard. And I'm like, hold on, let me go let me go sit in the closet for a second. And strategically fuck with the lights, turn the lights on outside. So they're disoriented out there if they're trying to come in here. Thought this shit out. But I mean, like, if you guys, um, if you if you've been a longtime follower of me, last August I had the the whole poop boy thing. Well, yeah, but like, I have I have the receipts to back it up. Of like, I'm not real worried about it. <laughs> but it, yes, poop boy. That was a whole thing probably about August of last year. And this dude started trying to troll me. And he made an account as me, as as Justin Mullins. Said all kinds of shit like I, you know, I was a pedophile and blah blah blah. So I got <laughs> I got a picture of him off of his Facebook. And I had somebody do a voice. It was like, I've done this a few times now. I had somebody do a voice. So I've got like a cartoon mouth talking on his picture and shit. So I did a whole interview about like how much he likes poop and shit. Poop and shit, yeah. Oh, I called him Poop Boy because he sent me. One night he sent me. Uh, and he did. People think they're annoying me or some shit. But like I just turn off notifications. Like, I don't have notifications on on my phone anyway. But, like, you just turn off message notifications so somebody can send you a gazillion fucking messages and, like, you're not going to know until you fucking look. And he had sent me, like, a thousand pictures of poop. And I'm like, dude, that was so much effort on your part. For, like, no effort, no skin off my back that you sent me a thousand pictures of poop. But from then on out, I called him Poop Boy. We're, we're going to have to take a detour here, aren't we? Troll Patrol Poop didn't bring it up, unfortunately. I would have thought it would have. What, Troll Patrol doesn't even bring me up? Well, that's just some shit. I have done a horrible job at SEO. It still doesn't bring me up. The Troll Patrol. Well, that's some bullshit now, isn't it?
What do you mean, hook it up to Google? I've actually, I've got Google as a dock, and that's how I do my phones. I've got a, um, my Google phone is docked into OBS. You do several things with Google and OBS. I'm pretty sure that the Poop Boy interview is up. Oh, here's here's the first one. I have a stalker that likes to send me pictures of poop. Hey, Mitch McConnell's hands turned weird last year. I think was, I thought he was gonna croak. That never happened. Man, did YouTube actually take it down? Am I fucked up? Cause he filed like complaints on me for using his image. But I thought the I thought the clip was still up. <laughs> Cause I sh- I showed YouTube where he threatened me and shit. God damn it! Who boy? Riveting, riveting stream, I know. It's gonna be worth it if I can actually find... Ah, shit, I don't see it. Not where it should be in my... My exports folder. I wish I I wish I could show that clip to you. We're just gonna have to move on and do the stupid news instead. What were we talking about? Oh, the budget reconciliation bill. All that socialism that the the right-wingers are scared of. After months of starts and stops, the House passed President Joe Biden's $1.7 trillion social safety net and climate bill on Friday. The process will not get any easier for Democrats as the bill heads to the Senate. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants to pass the Build Back Better Act by Christmas. To do so, now, like, their original timetable was to pass it by, like, the August recess. That didn't fucking happen. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants to pass the Build Back Better Act by Christmas. To do so, he will have to get all 50 members of his caucus 
from conservative Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia to Democratic Socialist Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont to back the same sweeping plan. Multiple senators will push for changes to the bill's provisions, including paid leave and taxes along the way. Any tweaks will require another vote in the House, where House Speaker Nancy Pelosi can afford three defections. Only one Democrat, Representative Jared Golden of Maine, voted against the bill on Friday. Let's hear from from Mila Jayapal. Went on MSNBC. I believe she was on with Matt Al to discuss Biden the passage of the bill. Us that he has 51 votes in the Senate. I have had my own conversations with senators over there. We are going to get this done, and Democrats are going to deliver for the people. Now, when you say you've had your own conversations with senators over there um, in terms of its likelihood of passing in the Senate, I'm going to ask you what you mean. And you are not going to tell me directly, but please tell me indirectly what you mean by that, because that's the whole enchilada in terms of Don't what- directly, indirectly tell. What in the fuck did she just say? Is that the negotiations were taking place over the last five weeks with Senators Manchin and Cinema and the White House. Almost every aspect of this bill has been pre-conference. There are a few things that are not, Rachel, and we just have to be real about that. We haven't, you know, we put paid leave in. Senator Manchin has not agreed to that yet. But I will tell you, there are some phenomenal, strong women senators over there that I hope will be able to convince Senator Manchin that that is the thing to do. But there's hardly anything else that is not pre-conference, not already agreed to. And so... Um, when the when the president said, oh yeah, just like they agreed to vote on both bills at the same time. Of course, it's his word, along with the fact that these negotiations have been going on. We have had conversations, and I believe that we will have fifty. Do not trust. How did that do Senator Manchin or Cinema? That was it was in it was indirect. And a few others. So technically, that's a bank shot. So I'm, I almost understand. Well, let me let me ask you more specifically in terms of the items that aren't pre-conferenced, as you say, uh, and you mentioned paid leave as one of them. Are there enough items in that basket? Things that basically haven't been pre-agreed to by particularly those those two senators. Are there enough things in that basket that if the Senate went south on all of them, that this bill might become something that? Ultimately, you and your progressive colleagues would balk from and would decide it wasn't worth passing. Yes, it's hopefully. Not happen. The framework that President Biden laid out was actually the framework that was the pre-conferenced part, right? Um, now, in addition to that, since the progressives uh, said we were going to wait to be able to get a real agreement, be able to pass both these bills together, we have added uh, prescription drug pricing. Finally, we are going to cut the cost of prescription drugs. We have added uh, there. there is uh, a piece around immigration that will depend on the parliamentarian that has less to do with yeah, the somehow they got cinema on board with, with parliamentarian that. rules. But that is still in our bill. But really, we have been able to add things and keep it to the framework that was originally agreed to. So I don't believe that um, we will weaken beyond the framework that the president laid out, plus, of course, prescription drug pricing, which was already agreed to. Um, but I, I wouldn't put it past and Joe Manchin to still we'll be a dick. Goes. I'm very confident that the senators will do a great job of delivering 51 votes and keeping. It's going to be another month of Joe Manchin, Joe Manchining and being a goddamn dick about stupid shit. That's your Christmas present this year, guys. You're going to get Joe Manchin throwing another Joe Manchin fit. 
exactly what it's been for the last three fucking months. Dude on the houseboat won't actually say what he wants. He's going to keep dangling that. I don't know that he's ever going to pull the trigger on it. I don't know that if the Dems don't get slaughtered next year that he don't go independent. That's that's what's going to happen if he leaves. Like He's not going to go Republican. He'll go independent. Their side of the bargain as we have done over here. But get ready. It's it's Mansion Month. A number of times. Merry Christmas. We have been the relentless optimists. Happy fucking New Year. To the Rachel Maddow Show through this process, um, and I hear it in your voice now, and in and not just optimism but confidence. But you've also said that you know, knowing that it's going to work out in the end doesn't mean that it's not going to be rocky. Doesn't mean that it's not yes. going to be a rocky road. It's not going to be a difficult right. process. And I know some of that is still ahead. Can I just ask you for? An I want ice cream now about what the impact of this process has been on you and other progressives, on the Progressive Caucus, on the way that you decided to approach legislating with these narrow margins in this first term of Joe Biden as president. Uh, has this been a has this rocky process beaten you guys up a little bit? Has it exposed rifts? Has it made things more difficult or has it brought the caucus together now that you're actually voting yes on something all, all at the same time? It has really brought the rocky road. It's not just progressives, Rachel. I will tell you, I was on the floor today, and just that is not my that is not my preference. There is a people across the caucus, including there's like a dark chocolate raspberry. I think it's like Kroger brand or like Private Selection, whatever the fucking Kroger off brand is, and it is amazing. That might be my favorite ice cream ever. Also a fan of a good cookies and cream. I like a pecan. I like a, 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 a fucking honey pecan or whatever the fuck is it. Caramel pecan. Oh. Got me talking about fucking ice cream. I ain't, I don't have any ice cream. I got, I got whipped cream to go with, with the pie that I got for Thanksgiving. Because once again, I already did all my Thanksgiving shopping except for the fresh shit that I get tomorrow. Oh, yeah. From middle of job hall. What's going on? People outside of the Progressive Caucus who were thanking us for holding the line. Insta- okay, okay. So, who were saying we- like, Instacart brought me this is the fucking sparkles took over the other night, but Instacart Brought me, I thought they were underwear, but they weren't. Like, fucking Sparkles opened them up, and they're like old man diapers. Everything else about my Instacart order was correct. Everything. Got nothing, because I was paying close attention, because it was Thanksgiving. Because I was getting all my shopping done for Thanksgiving. So I made sure I had everything. I went down through... Because I don't usually do that. Like, I went down through my receipt. It was like, alright, I've got this, 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 this. Boom. I don't wear diapers. They brought they brought me diapers. For no reason. And Sparkles had them on the desk. After she took over my chair on the freak show on Friday night. She look cute. Adorable. Her sweater is adorable. Someone said in the chat. 
I don't wear diapers. Just not not shaming you if anybody wears diapers. I know, no, like I see that was the thing is when I first got them, I was like, well, they're, they're fucking like uh, they're boxer briefs, and I don't wear I don't wear boxer briefs. I wear I wear I wear boxers. It, I don't wear di- I wear. See, I've got fucking pajama pants on. I wear boxers. Not, not that it's, it's like you shouldn't be embarrassed to wear diapers. I shouldn't have done that because you shouldn't be embarrassed to wear diapers. If if if, if I was wearing diapers, what happened on the freak show and the reason why Sparkles was in my chair wouldn't have happened. I made some badass meatballs. I'm I'm not showing you my dick on stream. You can go somewhere else for that shit. Now I have thought about doing a Pornhub show, but that's for a completely different a completely different thing. I don't know that I'm gonna get naked on it. But I would like I would like to have the freedom to show some nudity. Uh, with content, so do with that what you will. I I am toying with the notion of doing a Pornhub show. I had a lady friend. She she asked about doing an OnlyFans, and she's a she's a she's a chef. I'm like, you should totally, like, you know, just fucking just wear nothing but a, 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 a apron. Because she got big old titties. I was like, you should totally, you know, fucking tits and treats is what I wanted to call it. Tits and treats. You can do live streams and you can do pastries. Because that, that, was, that was their specialty, like bakery, baked goods breads and shit like that. I mean, she can do anything. She's amazing. She got some, she got some normie job now. I don't even know. Like she's working in like a factory or some shit. Runs a forklift. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even, I don't think that's true at all. I could have made her famous though. Tits and treats. How cool is that? Tits and treats. I really wanted to do that show. One of these days I will find I will find a lady friend or a not so lady friend to have a have a bond with that I can do content with and 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 we'll do some sort of erotic fucking cooking show. I'm up for I I I don't know like completely off topic guys like the 
the the girl I was with in college, like she was totally she wanted to do the porn. I had access to just top notch equipment at that time. I I was so concerned about the fact that like you know I could be legit. I could be on MSNBC or something like that. I'm serious. That like I I I wanted to be legitimate and I didn't want to be associated with pornography but like looking back on it now I wish that I had fucking that's the whole reason I didn't do like a podcast stream before because like once you go Justin freaking and you're public about all the shit that you do you know you're you're tied to it I thought I could be legitimate that I could be that I could go on a cable news network if I wanted to and I could give you straight news I had that I had that notion in my head 10 years ago I wish I did so I wish the guy like this was before OnlyFans and shit but like it was like I knew what my free cams and shit was at that time like I should totally fucking had her I'd I'd be so rich right now. I don't even give a shit about money. I could never, I could never do. Okay. So like I could, I could never do right wing politics. I had a hard time the night that I did the Patriot patrol for war of, uh, April fools. I had a hard time staying in that character just because Canatonic. I'm sorry I took so I took so long on that one. You stumped me for a second. Somebody hit the rips, motherfucker. I'll join you. Boom. I might have to repack my my bowl here. I don't know what the fuck we got next, but I ain't high enough for it. Oh shit, I totally ain't high enough for this shit. Let's go back. Let's go back here to the CNBC story because it actually broke down exactly what was in the bill. That's what I wanted to read. Tax policy could become one of the biggest sticking points in the Senate. Sanders and Senator Bob Menendez have taken issue with the House proposal to lift the cap on state and local tax deductions to 80000 from 10000 through 2030 policy which Pelosi has defended would disproportionately help wealthy Americans as part of a bill Democrats have sold as a boon to working families it would also cost the Treasury revenue well, good on Bernie always taking issue with the shitty shit Democrats will likely have to forge a compromise around the tax deductions a handful of House Democrats from high tax states such as New York and New Jersey made lifting the cap a condition for supporting the bill 
Another tax plan that could surface in the Senate is a proposal from Senator Ron Wyden to tax billionaires' assets. Golden said Friday that inclusion of the Senate Finance Committee chair's levy on billionaires or tweaks to the cap on state and local deductions could get him to support the legislation when it comes back to the House. In other possible changes, the Senate parliamentarian will likely strike a House proposal to establish limited legal protections for millions of undocumented immigrants. The House passed its version of the bill on Friday. Pelosi acknowledged she will likely have to resolve differences with the Senate. Oh, thank you. I didn't know if I'd send it to you or not. Because I know, I know you, you enjoy my graphics. Thank you. I, I uh, uh, worked really hard on these. I put effort into it. So thank you for noticing. Now, what was the Republican response to the Build Back Better Act? Well, the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy spoke for eight and a half hours. It's less than a year away. I tell you, America, help is on the way. We're not going to watch this eight and a half hours. And oh, it's going to repeat itself big next This November. is the most fiery 40 minutes. We're not going to watch 40 fucking minutes of this motherfucking shit. Mr. Speaker, while the Democrats' action on our economy, such as anti-work welfare programs and massive unneeded stimulus, has left Americans worse off, is there an action along the southern border that has left our country less? I, the Democrats are not proposing see, Mr. Speaker, any welfare or stimulus programs. It wasn't just programs. Americans left behind in Afghanistan. It was billions of dollars of our military equipment. Mr. Speaker, do you realize... Which is standard operating procedure for the military to strip shit down and leave it Helicopters in two-thirds of the NATO countries. Apparently, it's actually cheaper to do that than it is to bring it back. Mr. Speaker, do you realize when Bagram shut down... It's just more right-wing nonsense. Some of the... But it sounds good to the low-information voters that follow them. Escaped? Mr. Speaker, do you realize by the Biden administration of opening up our border, more than 160 p- countries of people have come t- across that border? I don't know exactly when in the eight and a half hours this took place. Mr. Speaker, they don't. I'm assuming pretty early, and that's why there's still people there. The government actually pays them for a trip somewhere in America. Mr. Speaker, I'll wait till we're in order. I'm sure he's killing time right now. Gentlemen, will suspend. (coughs) Gentlemen's recognized. I appreciate you, Mr. Speaker. Go a little bit further in. He gets testy here. Same intel as I do. Because I'm on the Gang of Eight. Interesting when I put the Gang of Eight sounds like a porno series. Out. I don't know. Maybe the mail's slow. I never once heard him apologize. Or worse yet, if it's not a porno series, I want to make it one because I'm getting into porn now. God damn it! How can we stop it? 
I didn't even see an amendment added to this bill. Think about that for one moment for the American public. You are spending more money than we spent to end World War II. You're hiring 87,000 IRS agents. Not one Border Patrol agent. Not one new dollar. You're providing money for amnesty. You're what? providing yeah. money for 150,000. Okay. People came here illegally. How did you get a pickle emote? Ooh. Ooh. Nasty. Ooh, get it off my screen. What is with you people? Why? Why? And like the same. Three people sent me the same goddamn meme that like gimp outfit pickle. I send memes to people that I think they will enjoy. But there are some people that send memes to torture other people. Like memes of pickles. Why? Why? What's why? Why be so mean? It's cruel. I mean, it's almost as cruel as me making people watch Kevin McCarthy give a floor speech from like three fucking days ago. It was eight and a half fucking hours. So I thought they were going to vote on, this was the Senate now. I thought they were going to vote on the National Defense Authorization Act. But apparently, they have left for the Thanksgiving recess without voting on it. U.S. allies are concerned that the Senate won't pass the annual defense bill, which I say, choo-choo. A bipartisan group. I do not know what made me do that. Choo-choo. I'm a little too high for this shit, possibly. Looking at my eyes right now, and they're awfully fucking bloodshot. A bipartisan group of senators on Saturday said that U.S. allies were worried lawmakers would not be able to pass its annual defense policy bill before the end of the year for the first time in decades. Uh, The senators who were attending the Halifax International Security Forum, which just sounds like some defense contractor jack-off bullshit, voiced their concerns over the upper... And that's exactly what it is, isn't it? This is their goodie bill, and they're worried that it's not going to pass as they're at the Halifax International Security Forum, which is where they walk around with uh, displays of different security technology. And they all blow each other. Normally, the NDAA has been passed by the Senate by now, said Senator Roger Wicker, a Republican from Mississippi. There were a lot of us who were asked the majority leader to bring it up earlier so we have time. We are teaching not just Americans but the world whether or not our democracy can solve real and pressing problems, said Senator Chris Coons. And there are consequences for our security and our standing in the world if we can't pass the uh, NDAA and an appropriations bill this year. 
fuck your defense bill. However, those senators pledged they would pass the legislation before 2022. Earlier this week, the Senate voted 84 to 15 to advance its annual defense policy bill to start debate on the floor. Competing proposals held the bill up in the House, despite the fact that it was earlier approved in the Senate with bipartisan support. Senators haggling over certain provisions, including competitive legislation on China. Stay tuned, we're going to be talking about that here in a little bit held the bill up again. Democrats are seeking to pass the bill when they return from the week-long Thanksgiving break, though it remains unclear when and how they will reach a deal. Congress has six more weeks before 2021 comes to a close. Seems like it's only like five weeks by the time they get back. I'm sure they're gone a week between like Christmas and New Year, right? Feels like there's only about three weeks they'd actually be doing work in that period of time. It's the holidays after all. Joe Biden is reportedly telling allies he will run for president again in 2024, which I have no doubt. The president shared his decision with a small group of donors during a virtual fundraiser, according to the Washington Post. Joe Biden has reportedly been letting allies know he'll be running for president again in 2024 amid sliding approval ratings. Biden is reported to be keen to dash any assumption in Democratic circles that he'll be standing down after a single term and opening the field to hopefuls, including Vice President Kamala Harris. I, once again, am pushing the notion that we need to coalesce behind Katie fucking Porter. And Katie Porter needs to primary Biden in 2024. That's my vote. I'm for it. I think that's, I think that is the, the, the winner right there for a, even if it's just a protest candidacy for now. Bernie in 2016 started as just a protest candidacy. The only thing I've heard him say is he's planning on running again, and I'm glad he is. The Democratic former Connecticut Senator Chris Dodd told the Washington Post in an article published Saturday on Biden's 79th birthday. According to the newspaper, Biden shared his decision with a small group of donors during a virtual fundraiser. Ed Rendell, the former Pennsylvania governor who attended the event, said there was no difference in what Biden told the donors to what he stated at White House press conference in March. Then Biden attempted to dampen speculation by stating that he had never been able to plan three and a half, four years ahead. Not so much three and a half, four years ahead. This time next year, right now, this time next year, Trump will be in full Trump 2024 force. If he's if he's not being like this time next year, right now, Trump will be full twenty twenty four. You'll you'll have ads on on the Facebook, on the social media, on the Instagram, whatever your your social media is of choice.
Biden yesterday honored the lives lost in the deadliest year on record for transgender people. President Biden on Saturday marked Transgender Day of Remembrance and mourned those we lost in the deadliest year on record for transgender Americans. According to a statement, I, for one, am ecstatic that we have a president that acknowledges the Transgender Day of Remembrance. I'm not sure that Obama ever did. I don't remember that. He did. Good on him. Good on good on the Democrats for at least paying some lip service. Driving the news, Biden also paid tribute to the countless other transgender people, disproportionately black and brown transgender women and girls who face brutal violence, discrimination, and harassment. Statement caps off Transgender Awareness Week, which ran from November 13th to November 19th. Human Rights Campaign earlier this month declared... 2021, the deadliest year on record for transgender and non-binary people with at least 45 transgender or gender non-conforming people killed. Biden in his statement also called for the Senate to pass the Equality Act so that all people are able to live free in fear of discrimination. Administration also released a report from the Interagency Working Group on Safety, Opportunity, and Inclusion for Transgender and Gender Diverse Individuals highlighting steps the administration is taking to address transgender violence. But of course, that is that is the kind of thing that the right wing hones in on as the Democrats being woke. And they use transgender lives as a way to scare people. I don't know specifically that... Winsome Sears is going to bring up transgender, but is definitely playing to that mentality. I am almost positive she's going to say something about wokeness during this interview. I think it was earlier today. Sears joins me now. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the governor-elect of Virginia. Now the first woman, first woman of color. Almost said West Virginia. That's a different Virginia. In Virginia, you said that you didn't run to make history, but you did. So what does it mean to you? It's a much different Virginia. Well, it means that when children look at me, they can say, well, Winsome is there. If she can do it, I can do it. Because as I've said to them and in their little uh, enclaves, you know, when they get together. Remember, she is a Republican. Celebrations uh, when, when they're graduating, I've said, you know, I didn't do anything special. All I did was stay in school and study, and you can do it too. Because I am an example of what you can be if you put your mind to it. I uh, want to talk about some issues that you will be dealing with in Virginia. If you sell out. Biden signed his bipartisan infrastructure bill. Get pictured holding a AK. Virginia alone. So the right wing can nut about you. Billion dollars towards improving your roads, your bridges, airports, water systems. So is that good for Virginians? Well, it depends on what else comes with it. You know, we have to look at the whole bill. And my God, did you see... Guacamole, hopefully. Who has read that whole massive thing? Do we know what's really in it? And do we have to pass it before we can know what's in it? I think that's true. Ma'am, ma'am, have you have you met the fucking internet? Like, there are wonks that have read that entire fucking bill parts of the bill. Uh, for example, when you talk about broadband. Now, broadband you think I'm flat today? 
our southwestern Virginia. If you just if you just joined us, I just did the like a, a transgender day of remembrance for the House of Delegates. We were crying story, for, so. for the Southwest. Twenty years, I'm back later, still crying, and I've got the feeling it's because nobody really cares. But as lieutenant, got to switch into uh, mock and right winger mode. So it's very important to me that we get broadband there. So coming back to that bill, we know now that there's money in there for rural advancement. Mm-hmm. But here's the kicker. Only if you have maybe the muffins didn't rise. Population that is absolutely growing and at a certain point. So once again, our folks in the Southwest are going to be left out because we don't have that there. And so that's what I'm saying. You know, we're using uh, the budget, the money to to try to so, make things happen that are not happening, and it's not. Oh, it's okay. Like, it's that not story took a little bit out of me. Yes. In these bills. That's, that's what I'm saying. The, not afterwards. We want. It was know, the deadliest year for transgender and non-binary people. To, and that's going to be one of my bills when I'm uh, sworn in. That kind of it was, it was kind of a gut punch to me. Thirteen House Republicans voted yes. It is. Were they right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be left up ultimately to the voters to decide that. And uh, let me get a little more high. Maybe that'll help. Let's talk about some of your priorities as lieutenant governor. You said in your victory, I'm talking all over Winsome Sears over here, historically black colleges and universities in Virginia. Do you feel confident that Republicans who will control the executive branch and the House of Delegates in Virginia will get that done? And if so, how quickly? Absolutely. You know, um, we have the Democrats who control currently our House, our Senate, Lieutenant Governor, Governor and Attorney General. That's the whole. It gets tiring living in the United States. But at least we're not like you having a Hitler like every two or three days a week. Because that's what the right wing media says is going on in Australia right now. Seriously, I'm I am not joking. They say there's a Hitler just every couple of days. Maybe sometimes two or three Hitlers a day going on. I'm I'm not joking. They they totally promote Australia as this dystopian fucking fantasy. As to not what as to not as to a reason not to give up your guns. Don't ever let the government give up your guns. This is what happened to Australia. Drop bears taking that the natural predator of the Hitlers. And when that the money came down from the feds, uh, that there was money there to fully fund historically black colleges and universities, and they did not. In fact, the, uh, a Republican brought that bill up. I think it was delegate. Uh, I, don't you have shit that like hasn't even been discovered no, yet? Like they're they like in the deepest the regions of your it. deserts. Well, like fully there, but then we hear that Democrats love historically shit black that nobody's ever ever known else. before. Well, I don't know what kind of love that is because it doesn't show up. So we're going to do that. In fact, Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin has promised that he is going to make that happen. He'll have a Republican House to do that. I'm sure the Senate will see the tea leaves and, and read them, and they'll go along with it. If not, I'll be the... That's like some Far Cry shit right there, dropping some bears in. And Governor Glenn Youngkin will sign it. Let's talk about education more broadly. You Here we go. Here's your woke race shit. theory being taught in schools, which I should say is not part of Virginia's curriculum. Uh, you did say, though, that the good and the bad of American history should be taught and 
uh, that we should also tell viewers you're the former vice president of the Virginia Board of Education. So explain how you think race should be taught in Virginia public schools. Well, let me back up. I beg to differ that CRT is not taught. I didn't say that. I just said it's not in the curriculum, just to be clear. No, 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 no. It is part of the curriculum. It's weaved in and out of the curriculum. In fact, in 2015, former governor, uh, who was just defeated, McAuliffe, his state board of education had information on how to teach it. So it's weaved in. So, you know, it's semantics, but it's weaved in. What we want to say and what Governor-elect Youngkin has said is that all of history must be taught, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because what we learn from history, Dana, is that we don't learn from history and we continue to repeat the same mistakes. But while we're talking about history, how about we talk about how people from the 1890s, uh, black people from the 1890s to about 1950, 1960, according to the U.S. Census, had been marrying in a percentage that had far surpassed anything that whites had ever done. When we talk about the Tulsa race riots, let's ask ourselves, how did the black people amass so much wealth right after the Civil War so that it could even be destroyed? How did they do that? You know, they were coming from nothing, from zero. Some of them never even got the 40 acres and a mule. Let's try to emulate that. The one thing that the slaves wanted, uh, well, three top things, their freedom, certainly. Then the next thing was they wanted to uh, find their families. And the third thing was they wanted an education. And my God, when did education become a bad word among black people? No, we are going to have a good education system. It's going to it's going to represent all people. And I'm going to help see that through. Because did it become a bad word? I missed that. America with only a dollar seventy five education lifted me because I have to find my own way in this world and education will lift all of us. I, I want to talk about if there if there is any like stigmatism placed on education, it's like the like the mass media, like the, the, the like the trope in in kids' cartoons that like I hate school and school is yucky and shit. Like that's that's a thing I think that affects children and their perception of the scholastic experience. I don't know what she's talking about, though. About keeping on schools, but about vaccines in schools. Uh, Virginia public schools are required, uh, children are required there to uh, get vaccinated for a lot, a lot of things, including polio and measles and chicken pox. So why is it okay to make... Oh, we get into some vaccination shit now. So many diseases, but not COVID. Well, let's ask ourselves, and I'm not saying yay or nay, let's ask ourselves, if the purpose of the COVID vaccine is to prevent us from getting COVID, then why is it that those who have had COVID must get the vaccine? The one doesn't follow the other. And so, you know, there are people... Oh, she's pulling a Rand Paul. They also get the monoclonal antibody therapy, and it's working. It's working very well in Florida, if you if, if you notice what's happening there. And so, why... It, one size well, wouldn't you use the cheap preventative and also, like, vaccine, a shit ton of people died in Florida. And, and like, know, this comes in waves, and to keep Florida is at the... Safe. 
But let me ask you this question. Bottom of the wave at the moment. Then why does somebody else have to wear the mask? You've got the mask. You've got the vaccine. My God, you're fully protected. You're armored. I think ultimately we have to remember that we're America. We love our freedom. We love our liberty. People are dying to get into this country so that they can do well for themselves and their families. (laughs) Let's not make it like some other countries. Let's let liberty shine. So just a couple of things that you said there. You said that people who have had COVID have the antibodies. That That is true, but scientists don't think that lasts forever, and eventually they wane, just like... Like 30% of people who get it don't develop the antibodies. ...getting boosters. But my question from the beginning was about the fact that you talk about liberty, but there are already mandates for vaccines for a host of other diseases. So... Is COVID just becoming too political? Especially as you even said, you want people to get People are dying in our country. I'm not going to force anybody to do that. Now, you talk about it's become politicized. A shit ton are dying of COVID in this country. President Biden and Vice President Harris themselves both said they would not trust any vaccine that was developed by the Trump administration. That was before their election. After their election, they were singing a different song. And now everybody has to be uh, vaccinated. And they should have said that shit. Biden, when he was candidate, uh, Biden said but that. I also don't think they said it exactly like that. I think they said are. they had rights to be skeptical of Trump doing? pushing it before the election. With whatever the, the health and the sciences say. Well, then his very own FDA, 16 to 2, voted against booster shots. Then what happens? He comes out, uh, his CDC director says they're going to have booster shots. Which science are we following? Then we hear that at the border, people are coming in, COVID. No mask, no anything. People are coming in, COVID. But then the rest of us who are here have People are coming in, COVID. They are coming in straight, COVID. Finally believe. This is the problem. It is all politicized. Yeah, well... in fairness, yeah, this- your party keeps politicizing it. The science is is changing, and scientists are learning about it. And I just have to say that you said that the uh, candidate uh, Biden said that he wouldn't trust uh, the Trump vaccine. What they said was that they would only trust it if the the politician is sitting there wondering why something is politicized. Ah, scientists determined it, not not the politicians. But just before I let you go on this topic, during the campaign, you, you were, as, as I said, you're encouraging people to get vaccinated, but you're not saying whether you are vaccinated. Do you want to say now? Are you? Are you? As I said, America, if it's nothing else, it's about liberty. It's about being able to live your life free from the government telling you what to do. And so we understand this, this thing about the, slippery slope. That wasn't the question. I start telling you about my vaccine status. We're going to be down the bottom of the mountain trying to figure out how we got there because now you want to know what's in my DNA. You're, you're going to want to know this, that, and the other. In, in New York, you see, we have people, waiters. What? Asking people their vaccination status. And by the way, do you know what else they require? Yes. Photo ID to determine if. Yeah, we don't want assholes fucking contaminating. Who are we fooling? Come on. Let's see. The area with their unvaccinated asses. That's what you want to do? Get the vaccine. 
Don't force it on anybody else. We know. And by the way, if you want to go and eat dinner in polite society, get the vaccine. Shut the fuck up. If you're scared of the needle, stay home. The minuscule. But when you're the one out of thirty thousand that gets it, it's heard that all last year. You're scared of the virus. Stay home. About the vaccine. Before I scared of the needle, stay the fuck home. Wisconsin. This past week, a jury acquitted Kyle Rittenhouse of all charges. Uh, and it accepted his argument that he acted in self-defense when he... Uh, we're, we're, we're not going to do that one right now. He's staying on the topic of COVID. We'll get, we'll get to the Rittenhouse. Versus. Disney World pauses the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Florida's governor signed new legislation this week. Oh, do we? Oh, we've got like a, a is this Stuart Varney? Is that who that is? Yeah, Stuart Varney. We got him talking about Disney pausing the vaccine mandate. If that America was founded on systemic racism, they brought out a new training manual. Wait, what? What? New employees. <laughs> Maybe this has nothing to do with the vaccine. <laughs> Diversity training program. I'm sorry, Fox has this habit of putting videos that have nothing to fucking do with the story. Walt Disney World <laughs> confirmed to Fox Business Saturday that it has paused its COVID-19 vaccine mandate. I was wondering where the racism came in, but also it's Fox Business. <laughs> it's not a surprise. <laughs> It is, it is not a surprise for them to be talking about racism in a story about a vaccine-mandated Disney. I would not be shocked. I just wouldn't expect it in like the first, like the the lead up, the first line of the fucking copy. Oh shit! So the statement from Disney was, uh, "We believe that our approach to mandatory vaccines has been the right one." As we've continued to focus on the safety and well-being of our cast members and guests, at this point, more than 90% of active Florida-based cast members have already been verified that they, are for, uh, that they are fully vaccinated. We will address legal developments as appropriate. Remember, the Biden vaccine mandate is held up in the courts right now. It's probably going to get through. Oh, that's a cute Mickey emote. An internal memo from Disney. It's probably not legally Mickey. An internal memo from Disney said that the pause will remain in effect as the company assesses the new state laws protecting workers from vaccine mandates. According to Fox 35 Orlando, the station said it had obtained a copy of the internal memo sent to Disney cast members. Meanwhile, in Europe, apparently, protests have erupted. Much like uh, in Australia, they're having a couple of Hitlers every few days. In Austria, Italy, and Croatia. Europe, once again, the epicenter of the pandemic, with country after country announcing record rises in COVID-19 cases. Yeah, that's... Country after country as well, announcing... That's very, very worrying. 
Because we're usually about six weeks behind Europe in everything uh, COVID-related. And uh, if they're having another wave with higher vaccination rates than we have... That doesn't bode well, especially going into the holidays and people are treating it nonchalantly. We've got fucking wrestling shows, concerts, everything's going on right now. It's not pretty. Announcing fresh restrictions, this time much more targeted, first of all against the unvaccinated, but also aiming to provide boosters more quickly for those parts of the populations that have already been vaccinated as immunization levels begin to wane this far after their first or second doses. Germany, the latest example, the German parliament announcing a series of fresh measures that will mean that people either have to be vaccinated, have a negative test or have recently recovered from COVID in order to take public transport, in order to get into their workplaces. With Angela Merkel Thursday evening with the regional leaders to decide on the fact that where incidents... Wait, I thought we were done with Merkel. I thought she was, I thought she was out of there. ...from sports and cultural events altogether. Very similar to what we've been hearing from the Greek Prime Minister this Thursday evening as well, announcing that the unvaccinated will henceforth we be leave next year or some shit. ...sports activities, explaining that this is very much an epidemic now of the unvaccinated. The Greek Prime Minister pointing out that if Greece had had the vaccination levels of a country like Portugal, the intubation levels in Greece would be five times less than they are. Everybody coming in here commenting on my demeanor. Even as the continent... Oh! Oh, it's still undecided? See, us Americans, like even, even me, who keeps up with the news, totally oblivious to what's going on elsewhere. We're so far up our own asses, isn't it? It's a shit show, too. It's amazing. Fauci was on CNN this morning. Joining me Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Let's talk about... You you worry about what's going on in Europe, motherfucker? ...authorized for all adults. The CDC says those over 65 or with underlying conditions should get boosters, but for everyone else, it only says they may get a booster. So, can you clear this up for us? Do you recommend that every single... Yeah. I don't... I don't... ...get a booster shot? I don't know. I'm indifferent on it at, at the moment. Like, if I get one, like, January or February, like, I... Not even really around people. I don't... I don't know. Like... If we're going to waste them, I'll go and get a booster. Are we going to are we wasting them or there are there vials going unused? Cuz if so, I'll go and get one. Why are we such a shitty fucking country? Ah. Absolutely, Dana. Uh, Let's make it clear. You know, when there's lack of clarity, people get confused. They're not sure what to do. I will find Boo Boy. 
And you've been vaccinated, fully vaccinated with the Moderna or the Pfizer mRNA six months or more ago. Moderna? The way he said it was weird. And it's two months ago. I'm hung up on that. More get a boost. I don't think we should get hung up on should, may. Just go out and get boosted. We know they're safe and we know they're highly effective in bringing very, very... I mean, you probably should. ...of your protection. So just go ahead and get boosted. Being a healthcare worker and all. As we're getting into the holiday season, you want to be fully protected in the sense of getting optimal. I mean, the vaccines themselves clearly are still highly effective, but you want to make sure... Optimal is my goddamn beef wellington. And that's the reason... Why you get boosted because be on my table on Thursday. vaccine lasts forever. So the, the, the protection starts to wane a bit. And that's what the boost is all about. Bottom line, Dana, get boosted. Thank you for clarifying that. It's so important. Two months ago, the FDA. Get boosted, he says. For all adults and former FDA. That's my opinion. Like if they're wasting them, go get boosted, please. Quote, may end up being one of the biggest missed opportunities in this pandemic. I know you've always been pro-booster, but is he right? Well, in certain respect, I think the lack of clarity was the thing that got people confused. And that's why myself and my colleagues are very pleased now we have clarity. And that's what you need because the public cannot be confused. That's the last thing we've had throughout this pandemic has been clarity. Let's use it optimally and not get any lack of clarity in the way of doing it properly. You've said hospitalizations for people who have had only two doses are actually ticking up. So does the definition of what constitutes fully vaccinated need to change now to include... A it's either ticking up... We're going to follow that very carefully. And we're going to follow what's going on in Europe. When we say we let the science and the data follow. So we're going to take a look right now at what the durability is of the booster. And we're going to follow people who get boosted. We don't know right now. You have to be perfectly transparent and honest. And we probably should have never talked about it as a booster. It's it's going to be just like a, a seasonal shot we get. That that's going to be a boost that will absolutely everyone will have to have. Then so be it. We'll do it that way. But we're going to have to understand the pattern. Science And people should not be put off by the fact that as time goes by and we learn more and more about the protection, that we might modify the guidelines. That's what we've been saying all along by follow the science, things change and you have to follow the data. Which I understand. But given the fact that you are saying, please go get boosters to people who are vaccinated. If before we get boosters at this point, given what you know, is it accurate to say that two shots just doesn't mean fully vaccinated anymore? Well, two shots for a time frame means you are fully vaccinated. But the thing that you want to get the people and the viewers to understand, it isn't the effectiveness of the vaccine. It's quite effective. It's how long it lasts. And that's the reason when we started to see the immunity start mm-hmm. to wane, we said people should get boosted. Got and it. that's the reason why we're going to keep following it closely. That's they the need. They needed a communications a, person to tell him what to say. A crippling new rise in infections. And For him to tell the communication person what what the information well, is, again, the communication person to feed it back to him. This is how you say Are that. Beginning to see a winter wave. Well, certainly you can't walk away from the data, and the data show that the cases are starting to go up, which is not unexpected when you get into a winter season and people start to go indoors more. And we know that immunity does wane over time 
And that's when you look and say, what can we do about it? And that would put the first people that got it in March and April. In this country who are eligible to be vaccinated, who have not been vaccinated. And that results in the dynamic of virus in the community that not only is dangerous and makes people who are unvaccinated vulnerable, but it also spills over into the vaccine. Well, luckily, we have not heard of... Effective. And we have a lot of virus circulating around. We know that there are breakthroughs. A new strain as of yet that has caught on. The bottom line common denominator of all, common denominator of all of this, Dana, is we should get vaccinated if you're not vaccinated and boosted if you have been vaccinated. Let's talk about the holidays. A Monmouth poll this week found Holiday. that Americans say that their Thanksgiving gatherings will go back to the size they were before the pandemic began. So with that in mind, what are your recommendations for America? Mine is, but like mine have always been just a couple of people. Well, my recommendations to Americans to celebrate safely is get vaccinated as soon as you can. Obviously, if you're not vaccinated. Sparkles got like fucking every shot they would give her already. Who are vaccinated, the people who can get boosted. She's probably thinking like it's time for a fourth booster or some shit. Indoors, grandparents, children, do it. But be aware that when you are in a situation where you are traveling, for example, and you are in an indoor congregate setting and you don't know the vaccination status of people, you need to wear a mask. But in the family setting, particularly among vaccinated people, enjoy the holiday. That's Thanksgiving. Looking ahead holiday. to Christmas, right now, since we can vaccinate children from 5 to 11, you start vaccinating them now, they will be fully vaccinated by the time we get to the Christmas holidays. And that's what we should be thinking about. I just want to underscore something that you just said and make sure that I'm clear on it and our viewers are clear on it. So if you are vaccinated and you're going to a holiday setting where everybody is vaccinated, it's okay to be there without a mask. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you trust the motherfuckers, I don't know. My family. And that's what I think people should do. You should first make you got sure some hard rotties in your family. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be around them. Is vaccination take away the anxiety? Take away all the concern about what you should. I, I love the holiday. I mean, you can t- I've got the I've got the fucking decorations up. Please be careful. You know, get tested now. Now I I stick to my I stick to my guns. I keep you know this is Thanksgiving week, so I have the Thanksgiving graphics. You will not see the Christmas graphics for another couple of weeks. It will be until, you know, close to Christmas. But, like, the week or two before Christmas, I'm going to be fucking, like, peppermint fucking creamer in my coffee. Uh, I'm gonna, This year, fucking, I'm doing the Beef Wellington for Thanksgiving. Sparkles will be doing the Christmas dinner, so I don't even have to worry about Christmas dinner this year. Usually, I do ribs. I might still... I'm a, I, I always do. I, I did Christmas graphics last year, and, and I might already have Christmas graphics. I don't remember. I don't remember if I did them or not. Oh, I wish you, like, I wish you could. I wish you could be here and, like, fucking I would cook for you. And we would watch fucking 80s and 90s sitcom specials of, you know, this week it will be Thanksgiving specials of sitcoms. 
Come Christmas time, I have I have like every Christmas I have Captain and Tennille with Don Knotts as a special guest. Christmas special. That's that's the kind of fucking shit I rock over here. I got everything. I I'm sorry I'm sorry that you have bad experiences associated with Christmas. I like holidays, but I keep the I keep that shit compartmentalized. I don't like I don't like people who already got their Christmas lights up. Talking to you, my best fucking friend has had his Christmas lights up since since he took his Halloween decorations down. Talking to you. I don't like you people that have your 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 Christmas shit up already. Keep your Christmas shit in December. I enjoy my Christmas shit. I got some later than I usually do. I usually get some pumpkin spice creamer for my coffee. I've got some right now. I usually get some apple cider. Yeah, but you don't have to be a buzzkill to everybody else's Christmas, though. I'm looking forward to Sparkles cooking foie gras or goose. I don't know that she's going to be able, where is she going to find either of those two things? I don't know. Maybe she pulls it off. I don't know. I enjoy me some Christmas. And like, it's not, it's not like I, like I'm not going home to family. That's going to like love it. It's not like I don't have family. And I talked to my mom. I asked my mom if she wanted to come down for Thanksgiving. She said she could not make the trip, which is pretty much all I've uh, all I've ever heard from her. So, okay. Like you are totally welcome to come and have some beef Wellington. Greetings, Brother Monsieur. I just like... I'm not trying... Other other than having like a tacky Christmas sweater and I'm going to have Christmas decorations in a couple weeks. I don't remember if I've already done them or not. You can get a you can get a preview of the Christmas graphics if I've already done them. I don't think I have though. I always enjoy getting socks for Christmas. That is like that's such a practical gift. Everybody always you always need some fucking socks. Cause I mean, like, you've always you've always got some that you can throw out. I also like, you know, fucking my my cat's name is Socks. Did somebody did somebody say Socks?
I like Christmas movies. I like Christmas TV specials. I'm just like I'm. I'm into it. I just I don't want I don't want it until like two weeks before Christmas. I get I get bored of that. Show. I've got an excellent Christmas playlist on Spotify. No, no shitting you. I got a Thanksgiving playlist, motherfuckers. So here, here's my Thanksgiving playlist on Spotify. With songs such as Gravy, I Want to Thank You, Pumpkin Pie, Let's Turkey Trot, All That Meat and No Potatoes. Where, where's my, where's my fucking Christmas shit? Merry fucking Christmas. Like, new shit, old shit. I performed Alice's Restaurant uh, at a speech competition when I was in high school, and it did not go over well at all. At all. Are you expected to put your penis in people at Christmas? I don't usually get late at Christmas, I don't think. Sometimes. I didn't get laid last Christmas. I I don't think I got laid last Christmas. But then again, I don't remember what happened fucking yesterday. I don't remember what I was doing just now. Oh yeah, we were we were talking about fucking coronavirus bullshit. Apparently there's some dumb fucks out there that are regretting getting vaccinated. All right, so the story we reported at the beginning of the show was multiple injuries. Now it's multiple fatalities after an SUV plows through a holiday parade in Wisconsin. But there are people using a borax bath as a COVID-19 vaccine detox. Where's the actual news report? In a TikTok video that has garnered hundreds of thousands of views, Dr. Carrie Madige outlined the ingredients for a bath she said will detox the vax for people who have given into COVID-19 vaccine mandates. The ingredients in the bath are mostly not harmful, although the supposed benefits attached to them are entirely fictitional. Fictional. Fictitious. Fictitious. Add some borax to your bath right now, curious. Baking soda and Epsom salts. Well, I mean, only the... He also claims will provide a radiation detox to remove radiation. Madige falsely believes is activated by the vaccine. Bentonite clay will add a major pool of poison, she says. Based on a mistaken idea in anti-vaccine communities that toxins can be removed from the body with certain therapies. 
don't try to detox your vaccine. That's not smart. But do don't detox your turkey. Of course it doesn't work. Don't wash your turkey this Thanksgiving. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is okay with vaccinated people gathering for Thanksgiving this year, but they have a warning for those prepping the turkey. Don't wash it. The same warning federal food safety experts have been issuing every year since 2005. Washing raw meats raises the risk of cross-contamination and could lead to food poisonings like salmonella and... I have no... I've never... uh, Capio Lapo... Lapo... Fucking shit. Because you... You... Raise the risk of of splattering it everywhere. Campylobacter. Campylobacter. Campylobacter, a bacterium that sometimes causes abortion in animals and food poisoning in humans. Campylobacter. Such bacteria can be eliminated with thorough cooking to ensure a turkey is sufficiently cooked. A thermometer can be used to check that the deepest and thickest part of it have reached 165 degrees Fahrenheit. I do not normally wash my chicken unless I'm like battering it and I need to wash it. You know, you get the you get the yicky off of it, so you can put your own yicky on it. Did I say that right? Alright, I'm going to hit the content warning for this one. The next story could be upsetting to people. We're going to... This is the first time that... The Rittenhouse verdict came in on Friday morning. On Fridays, I do a comedy show. I don't talk about the news. This is the first time I'm getting to talk about the news. We're going to hear from the victim's father responding to the Rittenhouse verdict. The deadly shootings at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Joining us now is John Huber, the father of Anthony Huber. Who oh, punk ass broke down. Mr. Huber, good morning to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. We, we do recognize this is an incredibly difficult and emotional time for you. How are you and your family doing this morning? Uh, good morning. Uh, we're, we're doing okay. Good morning. You were not in the courtroom during the trial because... You were expecting this like the rest of fucking America. You saw the trial. You just couldn't be there. You couldn't see all that. But what was your personal reaction when the verdict was read? We were were shocked. We, We relived his death all over again. That moment. Now, you've said that in a statement that there's been no justice or accountability for the death of your son. What message do you think this verdict sends? That it's, uh, it's okay for 17-year-olds to walk around with AR-15s. Oh, it depends on some factors, though. This is red Not just any 17-year-old can, clear, can walk around with an AR-15. Very emotional time for you. You know, the jury did side with Rittenhouse um, in his claim of self-defense, that he felt that his life was threatened and that he did not, uh, in their verdict, uh, he did not um, believe that, uh, or he was not provoking 
uh, the incident. That's that's how the verdict came through. Is that enough for you? Can can you accept that? No, I I can accept that he wasn't provoking the incident, but like I like. I would have been perfectly content with a negligent homicide, something to that effect. Because he certainly deserved something, but I think the I think justice was hampered at every turn by the parties involved in the trial. No, no, that that kid turned and mowed that guy down with his rifle. He mowed him. He did saw that and that's that's another thing that like i didn't get a i didn't get a bitch about like he shot him in the back of the head like that's that's what we learned from the trial that the right wing isn't fucking talking about like he shot him in the back of the head they're claiming that he lunged for his gun but the way it was described and the the expert said it on the stand he was like swatting the barrel away because rittenhouse was pointing it at him I do not understand how Rittenhouse is allowed to claim self-defense, but they're not allowed to claim self-defense from the kid that is illegally armed. But that's apparently legal as long as you don't, like, saw off the barrel or some shit. Even, even Even the gun law is a farce. And they tried to stop him. What about how your son Anthony was portrayed during the trial? He's going to be a right-wing darling. That's that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what they do and the and the levels that they stoop to. They should be ashamed of themselves. I just want to circle back to um, the first question. Um, how I I know is your, your response was very brief, but I just want to get a sense of it. clearly you're, you're frustrated, you're angry. Um, but how are you and I when news anchors like doing this morning? How are you absorbing um, the weight of the I hate book? it when they elaborate, but also like I, I, they're trying to get content out of somebody who's not media savvy. Just in shock. We and also was in shock. This was a this was just adding insult to injury. You say that your fight to hold those responsible for Anthony's death, hold those accountable, is not over. So what, what's next for you? It's, it's not over. We, there's no closure here. There's no closure. We, we wanted to go on and, and start the grieving process. We can't even grieve. John Huber, um, you know, our, our thoughts go out to you and your family. It's all about, it is all about what serves their power structure at the time. There is no consistency in, in right-wing thought. It is whatever upholds the hierarchy that they are uh, subservient to. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit it again. I'm going to hit it again. Content warning, foggers. One little shithead talking about another little shithead on, on a giant shithead show. This is Nick Sandman. The kid, I, I, I've... I've pointed this out before. 
He apparently tried to sue CNN for $25 million. CNN settled with him. I guarantee you... Because right-wingers, right-wingers ran with this shit and are like, he sued CNN for $25 million and, and won. No, 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 no. He fucking settled with CNN for less than what they would spend on attorneys to fight the shit. And it had an NDA to where nobody can say anything about the agreement. So it looks like the kid won. And that he took CNN down. And he is portrayed as a hero. So that is who Nick Sandman is. Oh, the incident in question is like he was he was nose to nose with like a native activist. And based on Joe Biden's tweet, do you think he should also look at? Oh, hold on. But sadly, Kyle Rittenhouse is not the Go first to the young, beginning here. Uh, white man to be smeared as a racist by the liberal media mob. We all remember the case of then high school student Nicholas Sandman. He was smeared, slandered, besmirched by the media mob. Oh, Sandman! Racist because he was wearing a MAGA hat, and now Sandman has published an op-ed on. Uh, and he was smirking like a little piece of shit in the native activist's face. Spewing their endless lies about Kyle. At the end of the piece, Sandman addresses Rittenhouse directly, writing, "Quote at this Damn, time, man. I would like to use my platform to let Kyle know that I'm here for you, and if you would ever like to reach out to me, I'm about the only person our age to sweet. have an idea of how the media is treating you, and you don't have to face this alone." Joining us now for an exclusive. Oh no, fucking David Hogg uh, got it pretty hard. I remember at the time what you were going through, and I remember that moment. And he actually did something to, you know, give him PTSD. Everything that was said about you, that you had walked over to this Native American activist, for example, uh, that you had... Uh, in fact, that you were a racist. You were, you had the same false accusations leveled against you. And I remember thinking... I, like, when, we, when the facts came out... CNN said, didn't say that about him. Perfectly, I felt, as any kid could. My question to you is, what is the impact on, on the psychic, on the mind... Equating the shit people say on Twitter. Public eye like that... Um, being called things that you are not. With like a, a media critique is wrong. Well, it's terrible, Sean. And I'll tell you why. Um, as a 17-year-old in Kyle's case and mine 16, uh, your mind is still developing. And so to deal with an overload of stress where you have this feeling that um, half of the country, uh, hundreds of millions of people hate you for uh, something that you're innocent of, but how you were painted, um, it can do a lot to you mentally. Um, it takes. Well, with Rittenhouse, he killed two people. To that is a fact. Keep a level head. And I know that Kyle is probably dealing Just with because that. a jury he found him not guilty between me and Kyle doesn't mean he was in the right that evening. That you think that Kyle Rittenhouse should sue outlets to, quote, hold the media accountable. For what? Uh, I know that you have entered into settlements that I'm sure there are non-disclosure agreements you can't talk about. Uh, I know CNN is one, and there are ongoing cases, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? 
That's correct. I'm currently still suing six media outlets. And what, and tell us what you think and why you think Kyle I, should hold the media. CNN should have never settled. Like your Dumb fucking Joe shit. Biden's tweet. Do you think he should also look at the idea of suing Joe Biden? For well, fucking what? He should sue the media, but it's really a personal call that's up to him. In January, it'll be three years since everything happened uh, at the March for Life, and I'm still looking at another two years until the cases that go to trial are resolved. So it's really a personal call for him. I, I hope they go to trial because you do not have a case. I want to see you fall flat on your face, motherfucker. I've heard a lot of debate about it, but I think plain and simple that Unfortunately, calling someone a racist or a white supremacist uh, is an opinion protected by the First Amendment. Uh, personally, I know it because many of the claims that uh, we labeled as defamatory were not let in by the judge in federal court. And so uh, I, I would like to see him go after Joe Biden. I'd like to, to see where that goes. But I don't think Kyle's in the case. Where You're a dumb fuck kid that doesn't know anything about anything. To uh, see what happens. He doesn't have the luxury of suing everyone just to see if any of them land. You know, it's interesting. I, I learned. There'll be, pl- there'll be plenty of right wing money. And he was Richard. G- and that's, like, that's, a, that's a tactic they used in the 90s against Clinton. Just finished with, you know, the American crime story. They will absolutely throw everything they can, lawyers, and throw as many cases as they can at whoever they can, just to make a point and try to silence people. It is a right-wing tactic. Jules' attorney, and I was a local radio host in Atlanta at the time, and a big article came out in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and it said uh, that... The, that in that case, Richard Jewell fit the profile of the lone bomber because he lives with his mother. I didn't know at the time that Richard Jewell was listening to my radio program. And I said, uh, excuse me, just because he lives this with is his the, mom, That Lynn Wood was the attorney in that case. Terrorist. That's how he came out, to He was fame. not responsible. In the end, he was a hero. Um, it has served me well because I don't rush to judgment. This show doesn't do that. <laughs> We allow for the president. Depends on it. De- can you sue the president if you're Paula Jones and you have right wing money and a right wing court? Yes. If you're fucking uh, um, Gene Carroll and the president is Trump and there's a right wing court, no, you can't sue the president. It's all about it's all about the balance of power at the time. I don't fucking understand it myself. Other than just fucking right-wingers or cutthroat fucking fascists. And maybe in a democracy, you're always going to have fascists that try to take over. And that's really disheartening. But frankly, in your case, I don't know if you watched any of the coverage. Um, and we were right on... Being a fascist, here's Sean Hannity! We were right on Duke Lacrosse. We were right on UVA. We were right on Freddie Gray in Baltimore. We're right on the Russia hoax for for three to four years of never-ending conspiracy theories and lies. You have the same group of people, Nicholas, that 
always rush to judgment, never afford due process or the presumption of innocence. That's why I believe you are right in doing what you're doing, because this has to end, because they're destroying people's lives. You're a young man, and I can tell just from this interview, this has not destroyed your life, but it could have. I'm sure you had many... He hired a PR firm. ...in the process of being labeled the world's biggest racist. This is probably the best thing that ever happened to this little punk ass. Uh, yes, it was terrible for multiple months, and... Um, while I, He's got a meal ticket on the right wing circuit. It's been hard to kind of come back from uh, the state I was in. I did watch a lot of Fox and CNN, MSNBC. I watched everything after. You shouldn't. All of that will rot your fucking mind. A car crash you aren't able to look away from. Read some goddamn books and like good books, diverse books. My character get torn apart. Um, and I know Kyle will face that journey of kind of getting back to... The I looked up the, the Harvard Reader, the 100 books that are apparently a, a Harvard again, education. It definitely is a... Sh- I got three books in before you I had to like take a break. This is news media in political. this country. And you took them on, and it looks like, although you can't talk I haven't about gone back to it since. That was years winning. ago. And I would imagine you have a very strong case in each instance. Um, and I would predict it probably... That would be my recommendation. Pick up the Harvard fucking reader, motherfucker. The 100 this, this process books well. that will give you a Harvard um, education. How has it changed you? Because Read that shit. Don't watch seen, Fox and MSNBC. stronger as a result of it. Uh, a lot of people probably would have crumbled and, and never recovered. I wouldn't watch Fox if it wasn't for content. Yeah, well, I'm ready. I'm sorry, I'm talking over him, but I'm ready to turn him the fuck off. I've always said it. I've already got the next link copied. At 16, like just look at that fucking um, face. I learned very quickly um, that you know the moment I left my house, um, there could be a camera on me, and I've learned to look around and look over my shoulder in public. I got a Nerf gun. And it doesn't matter where I am. I still it would love to shoot him in the fucking uh, face with my fucking Nerf pellet. Today, so with um, my Nerf pellet, Twitch. Grow up in a lot of ways. With that, my Nerf um, gun. Eighteen-year-olds don't want to do. And uh, just to be just clear, reality of what happens when the mainstream media attacks you in the way that they did to me and to Kyle. I don't think you could have handled it more perfectly, and um, I, 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 I don't know what the media to did to him. That grow and, and I, they played the video, and then people gave their opinions on it, which is, you know, it's just what the fucking news is nowadays. The Virginia cop who was fired for anonymously donating $25 to Kyle Rittenhouse's defense fund after being outed by hackers demands his job back from woke police chief because fuck if there's anything police chiefs are known for it's being woke he wants his job back from woke police chief we're reading from the daily mail that's why you're getting a woke police chief headline as jury acquits on all counts lieutenant william kelly 42 was fired by norfolk Police Department in April this year, he anonymously donated $25 to the Rittenhouse Defense Fund. Apparently, Rittenhouse has his GoFundMe back now. 
Here's a picture of the cop. I think that's that's a that's a shot from the video we're getting ready to watch. We might have to wait through a. No, we don't. Sorry, it's Daily Mail. I thought we were gonna have to wait through a commercial. The Daily Mail exclusive. Bearded man, what's up? Stating that uh, everything I'm saying is just my personal opinion. I might reference the Norfolk Police Department, my former employer. Not in any way speaking for them, but uh, as an individual, I've been a. Uh, I can verify as a former resident of Virginia. That's totally Virginia behind him. That's what Virginia looks like everywhere. That's Virginia. Homicide detective. I've been a violent crime. Me, Virginia. Uh, I had a little bit of a background in these kinds of things. I saw the video of uh, the shooting, and I had seen the video by the journalists. They captured Mr. Rittenhouse before the shooting and also captured the protesters before the shooting. I thought it painted a pretty clear picture that uh, Mr. Rittenhouse had a very strong claim for self-defense. So I was very surprised when he was charged uh, very based on the shooting with those murders and the shooting of the other victims. It was because of those three felonies that... Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. I, I keep hearing these... Right-wingers talk about like it's a sham of a trial. It should have never gone to trial. What are you talking about? If you're going to make a claim of self-defense, do you know where you make it? In court, in front of a jury. That's literally due process. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck these assholes are smoking. Giving Mr. Rittenhouse the chance to make his self-defense claims in front of a jury. I know that lawyers are expensive. I know that, uh, it's hard sometimes to get your message out there, so I just wanted to make sure that he had the means necessary to make his claim in court when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Can I just ask you quickly, too, before we carry on, because your audio dipped in and out there. Um, I don't know if that was just on my computer, or was it the same for you, Raymond? Uh, Bill, can you pull the computer just a little bit closer toward your face? A little bit closer. I mean, he's in Virginia. Maybe try and talk into it now and see if we can hear you. Just give me a one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Much better. That's that's perfect. Great. I mean, it looks like it's out in rural Virginia, but he was a Norfolk Police Department. Did you just come across cop. it um, online on social media? And Norfolk is is a very large city. So I I consume a lot of news media, and I remember first article that talked about how another fundraising website had canceled Mr. Rittenhouse's donation. But that Give, Send, Go created one for him. So I think it was in reading that article. Give, that, Send, Go is like the, the uh, Christian to. GoFundMe. And you made a clear decision to donate anonymously. Why did you do that? I uh, his, his audio and video is shit. Now I want, I want to illustrate how stupid right-wingers are. As if you needed to know that right-wingers are morons. They are comparing the Kyle Rittenhouse case to a case in Florida as a way to deflect claims of racism. A Florida man, this is from The Blaze, Florida man who claimed self-defense and was acquitted of all murder charges draws comparisons to Kyle Rittenhouse.
guys, like I, I, I look forward to reading this one for you because, like, there, there's, there is no comparison between the two stories here. And if they think that this disproves racism in the court system, I don't fucking know how. If I remember correctly, the motherfucker's going away for 30 years, so stick with us here. A jury found Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all accounts on Friday afternoon on the same day as the Rittenhouse acquittal. Another young man who claimed he fired a gun in self-defense was also found not guilty of murder. Not guilty of murder being the, the key point here. Jury found Andrew A.J. Coffey the fourth. A 27-year-old not guilty of second-degree felony murder, three counts of attempted first-degree murder of a law enforcement officer by discharging a firearm and one count of shooting or throwing a deadly missile. Around 5 a.m. on March 19, 2017, at least 14 law enforcement officers, including SWAT team members in camouflage pants and shirts with SWAT on the sleeve, arrived at the home in Gifford, Florida. The shooter's father, Andrew Coffey III, reportedly opened the front door to the house and was taken into custody by the officers. Before entering the house, deputies yelled, Sheriff's Office, search warrant, according to witness statements from deputies. Coffey IV told the court he was asleep at the time that the SWAT team arrived. He woke up and thought he was being robbed. Coffee said he saw what appeared to be a rifle sticking through an open bedroom window pointed at him. That's when he fired a 45 caliber, uh, caliber pistol out the window, shooting two or three times. Deputies returned fire with more than a dozen rounds shot towards the bedroom, according to court records. Andrew's 21-year-old girlfriend, Alterior Woods, was killed. This is the fucking same shit as the Brianna Taylor case. Was killed after reportedly being struck by 10 bullets fired by the SWAT team, including one bullet that entered her chest. This is totally just like the fucking Rittenhouse case. Woods' family said Alteria worked as a pharmacy technician who was attending Indian River State College where she was studying to become a pharmacist. In January, Woods' mother filed a federal lawsuit for misconduct against the deputies who shot and killed her daughter during the early morning raid. In July of 2017, a grand jury cleared the SWAT team members of any criminal charges. Now here, this is where it's like the the Rittenhouse case. They got off. The killers got off without any criminal penalties. A grand jury cleared SWAT team members of any criminal charges in the fatal raid. And a sheriff's office internal investigation cleared them of any violations of policies and procedures. The Elder Coffee's bedroom, deputies said they found marijuana cigarettes, crack cocaine, 10 hydromorphone pills, and one oxycodone pill. The younger Coffee was acquitted of all the murder charges after claiming he fired in self-defense. However, he was found guilty of possession of a firearm or ammunition by a convicted felon. Coffee, who was uh, who has four felony convictions, faces a maximum prison term of thirty years. It is sentencing on January the thirteenth. It's just like the Rittenhouse case, guys.
That is literally the way the Blaze framed this. Oh, well, they said only a white person gets off for self-defense. And they use a case where a dude is possibly going away for 30 years. Over some bullshit. They aren't raising money for coffee, are they? Even though they're publicizing his story in order to further their agenda. Holy shit. Let's let's take a moment to relish in a story that doesn't happen all that often. A Kansas City police officer, Eric DeVolcanier, has been found guilty in the fatal shooting of a black man. DeVolcanier is the first Kansas City law enforcement officer to be convicted for the fatal shooting of a black man. The weird headline here in PR in Kansas City. Following the conviction, the department suspended Devokanir without pay. I might be fucking his name up. My apologies, Devokanir, if I am. A Jackson County judge found Kansas City Police Detective Eric Devokanir guilty of involuntary manslaughter and armed criminal action in the fatal shooting of 26-year-old Cameron Lamb. What we saw in this case was a just outcome, and that's where we stand today. Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker told reporters shortly after the verdict was rendered by presiding judge Del Youngs. Donna Drake, a spokeswoman for Kansas City Police Department, sent an email that the department acknowledged the court's decision. Every officer involved shooting is difficult not only for the members of the community, but also for the members of the police department. Yeah, you're the victims. Sure you are. The department said that DeVolcanier had been suspended pending termination as a result of his conviction. Another case here in my city. Here in my city. They kept a convicted cop on the payroll. Weeks after his conviction. So this is another cop still on the fucking payroll. Not fired fucking immediately. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, in Georgia, five cops have been indicted for a concert goer's death in 2019. Fernando Rodriguez died from asphyxiation after officers used a stun gun and held him down during a confrontation on September 20th, 2019. The grand jury indicted five Georgia police officers on murder charges on Friday for the asphyxiation death of the concert goer. Five are accused of confronting 24-year-old Fernando Rodriguez, who was walking naked along a road after attending the Imagine Concert Music Festival at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. So he was probably high on some molly or something. Rodriguez died from asphyxiation after officers zapped him with a stun gun. So he was just fucking minding his own business, just vibing. Walking back home. These motherfuckers are going to stop and not only kill his buzz, but kill him. The fuck? The fuck is... We're a free fucking country, my ass. Government. For 
protecting and serving the shit out of you. Anytime I have to go to the courthouse, I wear this shirt. I'm just waiting for an asshole cop to be like, turn that shirt inside out. We don't allow that in here. Be like, the fuck? You fucking suck my dick, motherfucker. Because you know I'll do it. Oh, maybe you guys don't know me, like, personally, but, like, I'll totally do that. Official said that while they held his naked body down on the ground, the officers shot Rodriguez more than a dozen times with their stun guns. He was taken to Grady Memorial Hospital, where he later died, according to the charges against them. Henry County Police Officers Robert Buta, Butera, Butera, that's how you say it, and Quentin Phillips, and Hampton Police Officers Mason Lewis, Marcus Stroud, and Gregory Bolden were charged with one count of malice murder, two counts of felony murder, and one count of aggravated assault, officials announced on Saturday. In addition, each officer will face one count of violating their oaths as law enforcement. That's a thing? That's a, I never hear of cops getting charged with that. Violating their oath as a law enforcement officer? That's a thing? The three Hampton officers have all resigned since the incident. Stroud on October 16, 2019. And Bolden and Lewis both on August the 5th of this year. Status of the county officers was not known. Kid was just fucking vibing. And I had to stop and shock him. Thought this was America. God damn. Being a tragedies at a concert. Chuck D pins an open letter following the Astro World tragedy. Stop letting one young black man take the blame. I maybe I have been on hard on him, but like the whole time I've kind of been neutral on the story. I guess my position was he shared some blame if he was indeed like a producer of the concert. Tired of these corporations shucking their most crucial responsibility. I mean, he's right there. Was it was it really Travis Scott's responsibility or was it the fucking the stupid ass cops? We see how negligent they were at the concert where they they killed the Fernando Rodriguez dude. It was just vibing walking down the road. Chuck D wrote, I'm not buying the young black man did it. He's being blamed for a crime while the old white man running the core that uh, Travis and his fans trusted with their lives stay quiet in the shadows. Absolutely truth to that. Fucking... Whoever the concert promoter is, if it's Live Nation, they're the ones that are ultimately the the most responsible. The excuse of Scott's irresponsible actions don't wash. The Public Enemy founding member continued, if his act had a history of that behavior, why promote him to bigger venues? Why partner with him in the first place and let him headline a bigger audience? Live Nation controlled this show. Chuck D went on, I mean, I, I was just guessing, but like, who the fuck else is a promoter for concerts nowadays? And that's kind of the problem. It's a monopolized industry. Chuck D went on to describe how artists have hesitated to speak out against Live Nation's negligence for fear of being blacklisted and accusing them of profiting off black pain, trauma, and death. I totally believe that. Fuck Live Nation. 
So if I was too hard on Travis Scott, I apologize. Getting ready to talk about Jimmy Hoffa. I do a news rundown, so we'll jump from story to story pretty quickly, Code. What's going on? Glad to have you, my friend. The FBI opens Jimmy Hoffa investigation after Fox Nation reporting on alleged burial site. Revelations were first reported as part of the Fox, uh, Fox Nation series Riddle the Search for James R. Hoffa. Fox News has learned that the FBI obtained a sealed search warrant to examine a site underneath the Pulaski Skyway in Jersey City, New Jersey, where Fox Nation reported that Jimmy Hoffa could be buried. This could lead to a new dig for the remains of the legendary labor leader who disappeared in Detroit on July 30th, 1975. The location is a small plot of land that is just feet off the property line of a former mob-connected dump where it is claimed that Hoffa was buried just days after he vanished. The dump, the PJP Landfill, commonly known as Moscato's Dump, was owned by the Genovese crime family, uh, by the Genovese crime family member Phil Brother Moscato and businessman Paul Coppola Sr. I, Live Nation and Ticketmaster are connected somehow. I don't know if it's like the same parent company that owns them, but they're all monopolistic in that industry and as somebody who attends a lot of concerts i fuck live nation i'm interested in the okay so fox here's here's my thing send geraldo to the jimmy hoffa dig site so that when you turn up fucking nothing it's geraldo just like al capone's fucking vault that would make me very happy. Now, what doesn't make me happy is Dan Bongino. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to force you to watch it. And Code, you got here for kind of the bullshit part of the show. I actually cover, like, hard news and, and what's really going on. But, like, now we're just kind of, like, on the right-wing bullshit, talking about, like, how right-wingers are morons. I don't I don't know what the solution is. It seems like any medium-sized venue has some sort of deal with Live Nation already in place. Like an exclusivity thing. Also think there's a lot of venues that have an issue with, you know, having the infrastructure to do ticket sales, especially if it's something that's going to sell out really fast. They don't have the server to handle that, so they need a big company like Live Nation to be able to handle something going on sale that would crash servers, and Live Nation crashes their servers. They suck. I agree. I don't know. I don't know what market forces correct that though. Nationalized fucking ticket. 
and live event promotion. Government can do it better. All right, Dan Bongino and his crazy ass eyes. He's praying to the Lord that this warning about China and our military is false. So I've, I am dying to know what the fuck kind of bullshit he's going to be spouting. Military strategy and technology on the last war we fought and not the war ahead. I'm not high enough for this shit. And the incentive structure with the military industrial complex is aligned on a course of defeat. Then, folks, we're in real trouble. That's some bullshit. Michael Anton at a Q&A session. And he's asked about the U.S. Navy. God forbid there is a war with China. Why would we bring that up? Uh, Dan, what are you trying to scare us? No, folks, I am not trying to scare you. That's not what I do. We do the opposite. The fear porn agenda is on the left. But our what? Sole purpose is what? The fear porn is on the left. Hopefully you're not inevitable. In my prior line of work, our job... It, nothing, nothing on the right is anything but fear porn. Did I say that right? The, all the right has is fear porn. Talking about how like everything's socialism, Marxism, cultural Marxism, and, and wokeness. CRT, everything is the next boogeyman. Antifa is coming to your town to rob your grandmother. That is all the right wing has is fear porn. And so get ready. Bongino's getting ready to fear monger some more. Keep the president alive against an attack that, I mean, frankly, out of 10,000 trips, maybe one of them, is there an, a, an attempt on the president's life? Maybe less? We're preparing for things that 900 and... 99.99% of the time are never going to happen. But that's what we do. And the reason they don't happen is because we prepare for them. The military's job is... Unless it's COVID. Because then it's just, a, it's just a virus that's a 99% survival rate. Our Navy, we may not be prepared. That's what they say. Listen to the big problem we have with our aircraft carrier strategy now. Check this out. So getting back to the carrier point, and I'll leave it at that, forget that hypersonic missile. If you ask somebody who, who, who watches the Navy and follows the Navy, all this based on open source material, I hasten to add, they will say plausibly, if not certainly, the Chinese have had an ability to sink a fleet carrier for the last decade at least, right? Okay. It goes out in a so-called battle group, has a number of ships ringing it and some attack submarines. All of those things are meant to protect the central asset, which is the aircraft carrier, which these days costs... Anywhere from 12 to $14 billion. And with the wing, that is the, the planes and the people, the extra people on board, there's about 6,500 people on that aircraft carrier. So $14 billion and 6,500 people. 14 fucking yeah. billion dollars. 2,800 people or so died on 9-11. And remember what a psychological shock and wound to the nation that was. Imagine 6,500 people in a military defeat over something that was foreseeable in advance. And, and ask yourself how the nation would take it. I'm not well, trying to draw Why it. is China going to be... I just want to take you right back to what Peter Thiel said. Taking out one of our aircraft carriers. What are you talking about? Are we over in, in, in Chinese territory poking our noses where it doesn't belong? On that basis. Trying to provoke a war as we have so been known to do throughout our history. Michael Anton's correct. If we're basing our military strategy and technology on the last war we fought and not the war ahead because groupthink and the incentive structure with the military industrial complex is aligned on a course of defeat then folks we're in real trouble 
If the idea of getting an aircraft carrier close to shore so we could hit on land targets ashore I mean, a line on the, is now out because the, the Chinese v, like, take the, out like, our aircraft carriers. We ain't won a war in fucking what, almost and a century are we now. Not doing anything about it? Is it because we're doing a that's the way we've always done it? Listen, I don't want to get into a bunch of old war stories from my prior lines of war. I don't. Some people get annoyed by it, and I, the show is not here to annoy you. But this is important. One of the reasons... I think your show is here, like, that's exactly its purpose, sir. The Reagan shooting. The rich right-winger bankrolls you to annoy me. Dan Bongino. That is your purpose in life. Trigger the libs. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Well, after Reagan was shot outside the Hilton in Washington, D.C., someone finally said, why are we doing uncovered arrivals and departures? In other words, the arrival and departure is the most dangerous part of the president's visit. Why? Because you know where he's going to arrive. He typically arrives at, there's only a couple entrances to a place, typically a loading dock and a front door. So you've narrowed down the possibilities. The motorcade, there's 25 different ways to get there. You want to hit him? You hit him right at the arrival or departure. So some genius after the Reagan shooting said, what the hell are we doing open arrivals for where they can see the president walking out the car? Remember when Reagan got shot? He's waving. Oh, yeah. It took a genius to figure that one out, Bongino. Now we put. I mean, to you, they were probably a genius comparatively. Can't see. Why did we do open arrivals and departures? Ask anyone. Because that's the way we always did it. Is that why we're not fixing our military strategic posture right now to defeat the next uh, the next enemy rather than the last one? Look at this article by Paul White. I mean, Reagan lived. China could launch a surprise attack on the United States. I don't even think it was close. Technology right now defies the laws of physics. I. I knew, like, I knew they were connected somehow. Not capital T. Live Nation Entertainment owns both Live Nation and Ticketmaster. That all of these warnings I've given you on the show turn out to be, in fact, false about China. What warning did he give? He talked about how, like, we're unprepared if they attack our area. But, like, why would China attack us? That that doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, the right is really ramping up their anti-China rhetoric. Here's a piece in the blaze. This time they're upset about LeBron James. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm upset. I'm The blaze says I'm upset. This story upsets me. I'm, my apologies. LeBron James left triggered. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. LeBron James is upset. Not the left. I'm, I'm not high enough for this shit. Maybe I'm too high. Somebody came in and said I look too high. Possibly. LeBron James left triggered after confronted with question about a pl- opposing players' anti-China, anti-LeBron shoes. I, I can't really tell much about them. They've got a picture here. I can't really make it bigger either. NBA superstar LeBron James suggested Friday that Boston Celtics center 
Inez Cantor is not a man because Cantor has not directly confronted him over criticism involving Nike in China. During a game between the Los Angeles uh, Laters, <laughs> they got some they got some good editors over there at the Blaze. I'm not a basketball fan, but I'm pretty sure it's the Lakers. Between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Celtics on Friday, in which the Celtics beat the Lakers 130 to 108. Damn, that's a high-scoring game. Cantor wore shows. War sh- Who the fuck wrote this shit? And this was like two days ago. Okay, it was yesterday. Fuck it, who, who was riding for the blaze? They just let a teenager come in here and ride this shit. Chris Inlow. He joined in, in November of 2015, so like he's at least 24. You suck, Chris. I'm sorry. I hope I get big enough streaming-wise where if I tell somebody like Chris Inlow that he sucks, he hears it. That's that's all. I, that's that's as far as I want to go. Just mildly famous enough to where if I talk about how Chris Inlow sucks ass and his his typo-ridden copy. And the blaze is detestable, and he hears about it. I will be a happy man. I wish they could feel embarrassment. If I wrote this, and I don't know how many people read the blaze, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people read this, I would be embarrassed as fuck. During a game between the Los Angeles Lakers on Celtics. And laters on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. Between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Celtics, Cantor wore shoes that depicted. Cantor <laughs> wore shows that depicted James bowing to Chinese President Xi Jinping, who places a crown on James's head. Cantor, in addition to being a highly successful basketball player, has made a name for himself by publicly criticizing brutal regimes like Turkey, the country of origin for his family. Good on him. I'm all about being a rabble rouser. But if the right's cheering you on, you just kind of, yeah. You might want to reevaluate yourself. Right, I saw a lot of people talking about this Venus and Serena Williams' dad movie called King Richard. A movie about Serena and Venus Williams focusing on their dad teaching them tennis is apparently getting blasted as sexist even though they're literally the ones behind it. Which I mean, of course, outlets are going to take a opportunity like this to capitalize on the outrage mob. A movie about Serena... Because like... It's not the actual outrage or the so-called outrage. A few people on Twitter calling it sexist isn't really outrage. It's when TMZ writes a article about the outrage. Then they become outrage merchants. A movie about Serena and Venus Williams focusing on their dad at teaching them tennis is apparently getting blasted to sexist even though they're literally the ones behind it. Count this as the biggest bad hot take of the week. 
and Twitter mostly agrees this person seems to be woefully misinformed. What, one person? Woefully misinformed on the making of King Richard, not to mention the real-life history of Serena and Venus in general. It stars Will Smith as their father in the titular role and sees a young Serena and Venus turning into sports prodigies. A woman named Dr. Jessica Taylor laid into the fact that the flick was more about their pops than them, per se, which she found insulting for some reason. They talk about cancel culture and shit. But then they'll single out, like, a stupid take on Twitter and hone in on it to badger them and get clicks off of it. It is disgusting. I'm sorry, Dr. Jess Taylor. I assume you are a lovely lady. And your criticism kind of is valid because it's weird that I know like they're they're paying homage to their dad and all, but like even even they frame their success based on on the patriarchy. Like, come the fuck on! But apparently they were very disciplined, and and King Richard taught them discipline. Discipline, discipline equals freedom. This is Jocko Willenick. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just saw this video and I laughed the fuck. Laughed my ass off at his fucking name. Jocko Willenick. I've played a video by him before. And he sounds exactly like he looks. As you as you could tell. Look at that fucking face. Content warning just because he's getting ready to yell some dumb shit at us, I'm sure. All right, take it away, Jocko. Oh. He was muted, I'm sorry. Take it away, Jocko. There are no shortcuts. There are no hacks. Is it? If you want to take the easy road, I promise you, it's longer and... I'm pretty sure it's Jocko. Come on. How else can you... How else can you can you pronounce that? Is that a joke I'm not getting? More painful than the hard road. Because, like, I the know. name Jocko I is live. just... I've ventured down the oh. easy road at times in my life, and it never led to anywhere good. It... Make callbacks to earlier in the show, and I'm probably going to get that. If it was from the other day, I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. So I took the hard road in the Navy and made it into the SEAL teams. I'm not going to remember a show I did fucking days ago. in combat. I learned some lessons along the way. Lessons that have been tested on the battlefield and, when implemented, lead to success in any arena. One of Freedom the- is guns is shooting at you. One has what it takes to travel the hard road, to walk the path that leads to success. Sir, I walk a lonely road. The only road I walk, I walk alone. It will demand everything you've got to give, but you can do it. And I want to give you three key principles I've learned that will help you to get it done. Principle number one. Get none. Equals freedom. That's not a contradiction. It's an equation. Discipline might appear to be the opposite of freedom, but in fact, discipline is the path to freedom. 
Discipline is the driver of daily execution. Discipline defeats the infinite excuses that hold you back. Some people think motivation is what will compel them to get things done. <laughs> it is pronounced jagoff. Motivation is just an emotion, a feeling. And like all feelings... What does he think freedom is? Goes. You can't count on... Because I'm, I'm sorry, Jago. Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. It don't mean nothing, honey, if it ain't free. You need to get through truly challenging times. But you can count on discipline. Discipline is something... For some reason, I woke up singing Bobby McGee. I think it was yesterday. And, like, I was singing, like, Smokey McGee to Smokey. Yeah, fuck you, Jagoff. Thing you dictate. Motivation won't make you exercise every day. Discipline will. Motivation won't stay up late and finish a project for you. Discipline will. Motivation isn't no, going to No, a manic episode will. Discipline will. Make discipline part of your daily life, and your daily life will get better. God punches walls. Principle number two. Stay humble. If not significant life, others. You are going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Maybe Stay humble! That you don't think you should have to do. Things that offend your precious ego. When I got done with basic SEAL training and reported on board SEAL Team 1, you know what I was assigned to do? I was assigned to clean toilets. That's right. Despite having just graduated, be sure to follow orders. Training in the to world, be disciplined about it. To an that way you get freedom. Unit, my first mission at the actual SEAL team was to clean toilets. Not exactly a glorious job. But you know what? I did it. I did it to the best of my ability and took pride in doing it well. And that attitude got noticed. If I cared that much about how clean the toilets were, people knew I would do a good job with even more important assignments. After a short period of time, I got those more important assignments. But it was humility that opened the door for me. Now, being humble does not mean Freedom. you shouldn't be confident. You certainly have to believe that you are a capable person. But don't let confidence turn into arrogance. So keep your ego in check. And stay humble. The Is this number three? And final principle take ownership of everything. I call this extreme ownership. Extreme ownership! The best leaders and the best troops were the ones that took ownership. Be in your neighbor's yard! It's yours now! They were responsible for territory! Every challenge and obstacle that impacted their mission. When something went wrong, they cast no blame. They made no excuses. Teabag your enemies! And fixed it. Own them! Implement this attitude as well. Not only in your job, but in your life. Let other people blame their parents, their boss, or the system. Has he ever been Cain for that the world Halloween? You are the leader of your life. Take ownership of everything in it. So, be disciplined in all that you do. Don't subject yourself to the whims of motivation. Stay humble and be willing to do... Yes, yeah, all you bipolar people that can't pull yourself out of bed some days. Extreme ownership of your life and everything. Just listen to Jack Off. Take extreme ownership. Choose the hard path. The path of responsibility, hard work, and sacrifice. 
the path of discipline, humility, ultimately leads to freedom. If you follow these principles, then nothing in the world will stop you. I'm Jocko Willink, host of the Jocko Podcast and author of Extreme Ownership for Prager University. Extreme Ownership. Oh, Dan Crenshaw, you know that dude? I'd give anything to piss in his open eye hole. I think freedom is when you act collectively in order to win rights from the people in charge. This is a timeline from Reuters about the Indian farmers' protests against agricultural laws. Farmers in India have protested for over a year over laws passed by Prime Minister Narinda Modi to allow farmers to sell produce directly to bulk buyers and make contract farming easier. Here's a timeline of events around the passing. Modi has agreed. This should this should have been written when this happened the other day when Modi agreed to repeal the law. On June 2020, three emergency executive orders are introduced, which Modi's cabinet say are aimed at giving farmers the freedom to sell directly to institutional buyers, such as big trading houses, large retailers, and food processors. Uh, In September, India's lower house of parliament passes the orders. India's food processing minister resigns, calling the legislation anti-farmer. Modi defends the legislation, saying it will be uh, unshackable. Unshakable? No, unshackable. It will unshackle millions of farmers. There we go. And help them get better prices. India's parliament passes the bill despite growing protest. From opposition parties who say farmers' bargaining power will be diminished. On November 30th of last year, Modi resists calls to repeal the laws, dismissing as misplaced fears the government will eventually abolish the wholesale markets. There have been large-scale protests. Like the way this is done is horrible. I'm sorry that I I pulled uh, this Reuters article. I should have pulled something that had the fucking shots of the protests, which have been going on for a year and some of the largest protests in the history of the world. More than half a million farmers gathered. In Uttar Pradesh State, the biggest rally yet in a months-long series of demonstration, that was on September 5th. That led up to November 19th when Modi says he will repeal the controversial laws farmers have protested against for over a year. Speaking of protesting, here's a bear protesting in a 7-Eleven. Apparently a woman is protesting the bear's presence in the 7-Eleven. Oh my goodness. He knows how to open. Hey! Stop! Hey! Shh! Shh! Hey! Shh! 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 Get out! Damn 
why are you gonna yell at him like that for? Why are you crying like Rittenhouse on the stand, ma'am? I think she's trying to get it to go away. I assume. But that's a cute. Like, I'd be inviting him in. Come on in. Have some porridge with me, bear. Look at you. He's tagged. He's friendly. He just opened the goddamn door and walked in the 7 Eleven. I would not be crying like that if I had a bear walk in on me and I was working at the 7-Eleven. He's just a thick old bear. Look at him. Toss him something out the door. He'll be fine. I don't know. These TikTok videos, like, I'm always skeptical of them. This could be a setup. That woman and that bear are old friends. They go way back. That's a working bear. Get out! Get out! Listen to that crying! Alright, if you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoblex Media. A convenience actor. Oh, it's tagged. It's like they're they're close to they're close to a forest or some shit. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'll be back tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.